0: hello hello hi hi how are you
1: oh just living the nightmare
0: (laughs) i was waiting for you to say dream and i was like what exactly is that dream a nightmare and i
1: almost (laughs) said dream and i was like this isn't a dream
0: it's a nightmare it's a perpetual hellscape Yep, that never ends
1: (laughs) well except maybe next week
0: yeah we'll see we'll
1: see how that goes (laughs) probably not though for those of you listening our county and surrounding counties are planning to open next week and rachel and i are very conflicted about it
0: yes yep so we will see uh what happens if it goes
1: south it was nice talking to all of you Yep.
0: it was nice knowing you yep um and if it goes positively then yay question mark yeah, I'm, I'm just not optimistic. <laughs> mm. Nope. So, um, I saw this post, and I just thought you would really enjoy it. Okay. Because I am a squonk, and I feel like you will also be a squonk. Have you ever heard of a squonk? Uh, no. All right.
1: <laughs> I like. The, I like. I like slash hate the word.
0: I adore it, and I googled what they they're supposed to look like, and of course, I think they're adorable. You're gonna probably be a little repulsed, but let me look. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Yeah. Yeah. So Is this gonna be on your mythical creature tattoo? It is not,
0: I'm not getting a squonk, um because it's not in Harry Potter or Fantastic Beasts. That's true. <laughs> but um it says yesterday I learned about a mythical creature called a squonk that lives in the hemlock forests of Pennsylvania and is so ashamed of how it looks that it spends 80% of its time crying only comes out at night. And if you corner it, it will literally physically dissolve into a puddle of its own tears until you go away. And if that's not the most relatable thing I've ever heard, I don't know what is.
1: (laughs) So I want to make a new, um, a new mythical creature. That's, uh, Ko koa uh, squonk, like a koala and a squonk. Okay. Because what I like about koalas is they sleep a lot. Oh yeah. And they're like cute but really mean. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. And I think that's super cool. But then them. I do like I like dissolving in a in a puddle of your own tears. I mean that's that's great. I mean I do
0: that now, so I already am a squonk. I want to do that a <laughs> <long time. laughs> Um yeah, people seem to forget that koalas are bears. Um, mm-hmm. and they're assholes. <laughs> well, actually they're not they're not technically even bears though. Aren't they marsupials? Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess, but they're koala bears. So, we're going But with that. they're aggressive. Well, yeah, they're mean as fuck. Like you could have an attack koala. And a lot of them have chlamydia. Oh, well, that's not so fun. No, and I know that none of you needed to know that, but that's just your gross fun fact of the day that could be proven wrong, but I feel like I read that somewhere. Um, oh, do God. koalas have chlamydia? I'm googling. Do do do. <laughs> Literally, the first article that came up is, "Why the heck do so many koalas have chlamydia?"
1: <laughs> oh, see, that's terrible. So some some a hole like some perv is gonna be like sexually attracted to koalas, and then we're gonna have like a coronavirus esque outbreak. Oh God.
0: Of- koala no i guess it's like they transmitted among themselves somehow it's very weird okay i don't know i don't know man i just
1: any of you freaks out there stay the fuck away from koalas Ew. you
0: know what that made me think of was that dude who had like a full-on sexual relationship with a dolphin did you ever hear about that ew it's what it's not okay. And he wrote like a whole book about it, about how like the dolphin wanted it. I was like, how do you know what a dolphin wants? One, two, you're nasty. So mm, that took a turn that I wasn't expecting.
1: Clit? How do you you spell (laughs) chlamydia? Sorry. I didn't say clit. That's definitely what it sounded like. I know it did, and I didn't fucking say
0: it, Uh, you It's uh, C-H-L-A-M-Y-D-I-A.
1: Okay. Oh, man.
0: That that
1: word even just looks gross. Have you ever seen the movie Waiting?
0: No. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's about, like, serving in a restaurant, and there's this table. It's just, like, two bro dudes, right? And they're like, you know, chlamydia is such a nice word. I don't. I don't know why it has to be associated with an STD. If I ever have a daughter, I'm going to name her Chlamydia. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, just the weird shit you hear in a restaurant.
1: Ew, like, like, like Lydia. Lydia Chlamydia.
0: Oh, ew. ew. <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> that has ruined the name for me now. Oh, that could be a good episode name. <laughs> I I feel like out there somewhere, we just cursed some child in school to be called that. Like. You know, because rhyming names.
1: Lydia, I got
0: Herbert the pervert. So Lydia Chlamydia, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Such is life. So oh, Lord. It's, yeah, I mean, whatever. What a week. Um. Yeah, absolutely what a week. Tell us what happened to you this week. Oh, well, I almost
1: like fucking broke my ankle.
0: Oh, um, Almost. That was
1: chill. Yeah. Oh my God. So I was like walking up my basement stairs with like laundry. I wasn't even planning on doing that, but then it just, it it happened. So I wasn't wearing good shoes and I have, and I guess I'm like a geriatric now. So I like weirdly like stepped, I like rolled my ankle out of my slip on sandal and Rachel, I shit you not when I tell you it made the most horrific noise i've ever heard
0: i i had to have you describe it because i wasn't sure if you just popped it out of the socket or if you ripped a tendon or something like when you said it made a noise i was like what kind of noise
1: no it wasn't <laughs> a rip like oh my god i hear the sound in my nightmares it was like
0: it was like like Ew, did you hear that yeah like, oh god <laughs> oh yeah i'd be very concerned
1: it was so gross. So I wasn't, I was concerned. I was definitely scared, but then I could almost basically immediately just like walk with a limp. And I'm like, if this were really like broken or something, it would not, this would not
0: be happening. You had like real severe pain probably.
1: Yeah. And it, it hurt a lot at first and it was so, it was like just so shocking that it freaked, it just completely freaked me out but just that noise. I don't know if I'll ever like unhear that noise.
0: It will haunt your dreams forever.
1: It was so gross. Mm. Um so yeah, now like the swelling's gone down a lot and it's just kind of like black and blue and looks pretty grotesque, but Yeah, whatever. What about you?
0: You've had you've had quite a week. I've had a fucking horrible week. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. <laughs> and by yeah. better I mean nightmarishly worse. <laughs> Yeah, much worse. So Google Google's been sick for quite some time now. My my dog's name is Google because she has googly eyes. And she uh she's been sick for a while, we've been dealing with it. Well, she got this weird infection. Um, and she has some like green stuff like goop coming out of her eye. So the vet gave me drops and she was doing fine it went away. It was fine. And then it just came back with like a fury overnight. Um, She couldn't open her eye and it was all goopy. So I called the vet and I cleaned her eye and she opened it and it looked totally normal, just kind of goopy. That night on the way to the vet, I happened to look over at her eye and it's like, it looks like her eye deflated. Like, If you push in on a ping pong ball and it dents in, that's what her eyeball looked like. So I'm freaking the fuck out because I've dealt with a lot of eye trauma with my other dog who is also flat faced and has kind of googly eyes because he's a Pekingese. And I've seen every kind of ulcer that you can see on an eye. And I was like, that's not an ulcer. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I get her to the vet and they call me and she has a melting corneal ulcer. Uh, because obviously you can't go into the vet right now. It's like curbside vet service. So you pass your dog off and they take him inside. So I'm like, all right. And they tell me they're going to clean her eye, give me antibiotics. And then I bring her back in two days and they'll see if they have to do surgery or what's going on. I said, no problem. That's great. While they're cleaning her eye, her eye ruptures. So her eyeball like literally exploded. Uh, the vet was like everybody was like so confused and didn't understand what the hell was going on and why it happened i really love my vet by the way and so she calls me and she's like well it's google and i was like yeah so something went wrong um (laughs) and uh yeah so they ended up having to take my dog's eyeball out they had to enucleate it so now (laughs) she has one googly eyeball and she looks like a little bit like Frankenstein.
1: No. she. I actually think it's very, like, fucking, I think it's endearing as shit when, like, animals have, like, little little things like that. Yeah. Oh,
0: I do, too. She just right now is so stitched up that, like, it's not healed yet, you know? And when it heals, it's gonna be adorable. She's, you know, it's gonna look like she's winking, you know? (laughs) All the time. And I'm not, like, you know, I still, she's still fucking adorable now. They also took Some of her teeth because her teeth were giving her problems. So they figured while she was under, might as well do that. So her entire front underbite is like gone.
1: Oh my god, that poor little
0: body. But it's super cute because now her canines stick out because she has that underbite. So she kind of looks like a little wild boar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will try and post a photo of her that's not super bloody, but she's like seeping blood out of her eye because that's what happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, that's that part, that would get me. That's, that's gross. She,
0: like, sneezes and blood <laughs> goes everywhere, and I'm like, oh my oh. God! So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's just, that was the beginning of my hellish week, and it's just gotten worse from there. So,
1: yeah. Well, I, can I tell, I'm gonna tell how I, like, reacted to this yeah, when you were telling me about go Google. On. So Rachel texted me, and is like, so you say something like, Google's Eye ruptured, so she's gonna look like a pirate. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Like, (laughs) I was like, "Oh, like, is she gonna have an eye patch?" Because I thought that I, for some reason, in my head, it was like what she had was like a, a detached retina, yeah, or something that can be like repaired. So in my head, I was like, "Oh, that's just like that's. I mean, that sucks that she's in any kind of pain, but like that'll look so cool." And I did, I had, it didn't even cross my mind that she would have to get her eye removed. So then you're like bullshitting with me about dressing her up like a pirate, like my stupid ass said. And then I'm like, well, it's going to heal, right? And you're like, no, she has to get it taken out. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, that did not cross my mind at all. I think it was because your initial text just seemed like very calm to me.
0: I mean, it, right. it was very calm because I just sort of had that, like, well, it is what it is. Like, she's alive and that's what matters. <laughs> I,
1: I get, like, you weren't, you just, like, you've texted me about your dogs before and you're like, I'm really worried, but, and it didn't sound that way. Like, I know you were definitely worried, but it just didn't give me that feeling that you were, like, freaking out. So I just was like, oh my God, like, pirate, awesome, let's go, and... And then I ask if it's like when it's going to heal and you're like, yeah, it's like, no, it's not going to. And I was like, well, fuck me. I felt like such an insensitive little asshole.
0: And then it just got worse because of oh,
1: autocorrect. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> what did I think? Oh, well, I said, I'll, my my intention was to say I'm going to pray to the puppy gods and gods autocorrected to dies. It's like, so I'm going to... Yeah. pray to puppy dies and i'm just like are you like i literally i wanted to stab my own eyes at it, it was, so i didn't have to read that anymore
0: i i was dying laughing because i knew what you were trying to say but i was like it would fucking autocorrect to dies in this very moment it would do that like,
1: like what a parks and rec moment yeah
0: yeah i was just like holy shit
1: I was, like, I was in the bathroom about to jump in the shower, and, like, um, I was, like, taking off my makeup or something, and Joe, Joe came in, and I was, like, listen to what I just said, and he didn't understand, like, he just, I mean, he's just not sensitive. Yeah. So he's, like, oh, that's not that bad, and I was, like, did you hear any of that? Like, that was all bad. It was, everything was bad. That was so bad.
0: <sighs> anyway, I thought it was really funny, and it lightened my mood, so... <laughs>
1: well that's fucking great because <laughs> i was stressed out <laughs> oh,
0: yeah no i thought it was hilarious maybe oh, maybe there. we'll post a little that's that part of the conversation for everyone sure go ahead <laughs> oh you get like hate mail and death threats oh my god no oh my it was so funny um yeah yeah so that was <laughs> beginning of my shit week
1: yeah, and that was the beginning of my shit week
0: when I was, like, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then we started talking about, I forget what we were talking about, the Petey came up. Oh yeah, your penguin. Yeah, I don't, I literally don't remember what you said, but I remember you just saying, I hope it's a real penguin. Yeah, you, were, I don't know, you
1: said something about the penguin on your porch, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you said, remind me to tell you about the story of when I got Petey. Yes.
0: So Petey, Petey is the party penguin.
1: Petey the party penguin. And he
0: is just a plastic statue that's filled with sand so it doesn't tip over. Um, and we stole Petey. Ooh. Um, I don't know really where we no. stole him from. It's very confusing. We were teenagers, and I think we were doing a sheets run um and many of us were drunk except whoever was driving oh it was me i was driving i was not drunk wink wink no i really wasn't drunk i don't drink and drive i was gonna
1: say okay no. <laughs> i'll keep going for pretense yeah no don't drink and drive.
0: yeah no i actually was not i do not drink and drive i never have um i am a very responsible driver because i almost died in an accident so um wow way to fucking bring it down well you know <laughs> um, just saying don't fucking drink and drive. So, no, yeah, I was driving because I, now I remember it was me that slammed on the brakes. So we're driving and we're in the middle of the woods and Joey's in the back seat and he just yells, "Penguin!" really fucking loud. And I slam on the brakes because I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean there's a penguin?" I'm thinking there's something like running out in front of me. <laughs> and i was like if a fucking yeah like if a fucking penguin ran out in front of me right now i would think that i was like drugged or something like i don't know what the fuck is going on and he's like there's a fucking penguin in the woods I was like what do you mean there's a penguin and sure as shit we look over and there's a fucking penguin in the middle of the woods just on someone's property in the middle of the woods the house is not nearby there's nothing near it we don't understand how this penguin got there so, uh, we went and got our food, went back home. It was New Year's Eve, actually. And that's when I got drunk. Um, and we all got really fucked up and walked, like, a mile to where we saw this penguin in the woods and carried him the whole way home. He was very heavy.
1: Oh, and you've had him ever since. Yeah, I think we
0: were, we were honestly, like, 18. Oh, Petey. So, Petey, that's what it was. I sent you that beer pong photo of me. Uh, oh yeah and I was like and you said something about the stupid fedora yes uh, the party fedora and I said uh Petey wore it and then that's when Petey came up but yeah so that's how we got Petey but he was literally just a penguin in the middle of the woods and we don't understand where he came from but he now belongs to us
1: and he's been with you for like over 10 years yes
0: yep he is our buddy so it was just weird like to hear someone scream penguin from
1: the back seat like what the fuck? yeah in rural pennsylvania yeah yeah so that is i mean i've seen tons of wild turkeys up in this bitch
0: yeah but no penguins and if i did see a penguin i would catch it because it's not meant to be here
1: <laughs> well yeah that would be like your that'd be like your eighth pet or
0: whatever yeah oh absolutely or i would call uh, yeah well we'd see
1: maybe i'd call <laughs> you're like eh, yeah maybe but probably not i'm probably gonna be tiger
0: king with this yeah that's no oh my god yeah but but anyway so that's how we got Petey. the story that i think is hilarious but it's one of those ones where like you had to be there and like see everything that happened to understand oh no i
1: like it i love those drunk stories where things just make no sense yeah yeah, absolutely so most
0: of our high school like party pictures and stuff have Petey in them
1: no he's just one of the games he's
0: just one of the friends so um Yeah. Do you have any corrections? We talked for like 19 minutes about bullshit because I feel like it's been forever since we talked.
1: I know it's well. It's been a while since we've recorded too. Yeah. I don't think I have any corrections.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I do.
1: None come to mind. I didn't randomly think of any or realize I did something wrong. So if I did, please tell me. Yeah.
0: Let me know Uh, what you
1: got for me today tell me I'm
0: gonna tell you a story about a very famous serial killer but I want to preface this this is if you're into true crime chances are you have a favorite serial killer or at least one that really interests you right you know um and this is mine and I found out while I was researching for this that most of the things I know about this man are myth and not true (laughs) okay so it kind of like
1: like while you were doing this story yeah
0: so um it started out real strong and then it started to fall apart as i realized that most of the shit i wanted to tell you that he did was not true and i don't want to continue to be the kind of person that spreads myth yeah
1: that says like untrue yeah so
0: it starts to fall apart in the middle i'm real sorry about that everyone because i just got real disheartened in the middle of it like oh my god everything i've ever known about this man is a lie um but here we go Okay, I'm ready. Herman Webster Mudgett was born May 16th, 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. He was the third child to Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate Page Price.
1: Ooh, kazoo tight. Yeah. <laughs> Following name.
0: siblings Ellen and Arthur and followed by two more siblings, Henry and Mary, he was the middle child. His family were devout Methodists and his father worked as a farmer, trader, and house painter. Claims have been made that his father was violent and that uh, Herman tortured animals as a child, but accounts of, this, of his childhood don't show any proof of that. He was, mm-hmm. however, bullied often for being smart and was terrified of the town doctor. Uh, once he was dragged into the neighborhood doctor's office and locked inside where he was stuck with a human skeleton. What the fuck? And back then they had, I mean, even now they have actual human skeletons for like anatomy. Stuff. Yeah,
1: don't be locked in a closet with it. Yeah,
0: so um, it sort of uh face made him face his fear, and according to his oh. own story, that's when it sparked his curiosity to study medicine and sort of where his life started to take that downward turn.
1: So it was just like immersion therapy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, let's just make you face what scares you the most. Okay, but
0: immersion therapy to create um a sociopath. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That, which I kind of feel like is all immersion therapy. Like I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like, just I'll just throw him in the deep end. He'll think he's drowning, but he'll live. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, what? I mean, it, it can work with some things, but like I guess. I used to be terrified of chickens until someone threw me into uh, the chicken tent at the fair. Oh no, Rachel. <laughs> that was not therapy, but it was like that. <laughs> I was fully immersed. <laughs> and suddenly everything makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh um, after graduating from high school at the age of 16, Herman took, yeah, 16, so it's pretty young. Uh, Herman took teaching jobs in the area. At the age of 17, he married his first wife, Clara Levering, and their son, Robert, was born in 1880.
1: Wait, hold on. Well, I guess you would have been with Joey, so that's not a good question for you, but I was gonna say, like, who would you have been with at 17 if you married them? But I guess it would be Joey. Uh, yeah. So that that's null and void mine would not have been joe it would have been someone else so actually you know what no it wouldn't have been joey because i was 18 when we started dating oh okay well yeah i forgot you guys were just like friends for a long time yeah like our
0: entire life yeah Ooh.
1: yeah anyways that's
0: uh i don't want to think about it <laughs> no
1: it's gross
0: yeah so he married her and they had their son Herman enrolled in the University of Vermont at the age of 18, but he didn't like the school and he left. On September 21st, 1882, he enrolled in the University of Michigan's Department of Medicine and Surgery and graduated in June of 1884 after passing his examinations. He worked in the anatomy lab while enrolled. He admitted to using cadavers to commit life insurance fraud when he was in school. So essentially what would happen is he would get cadavers that could not be identified because they were so disfigured. But they would meet, like, you know, gender and, like, that sort of thing, requirements for um, life insurance examinations. Um, Oh,
1: my God. What a
0: little crook. Yeah. He apprenticed in New Hampshire under Dr. Newham White, who was a noted advocate of human dissection. Herman. It? yeah he thought that it was like they they needed to dissect human. which i mean i guess you kind of did need to dissect humans back then to understand how you and i would call that an autopsy
1: <laughs> okay yeah i was like i guess i didn't
0: yeah that makes but sense. calling it okay. human dissection makes it sound so much more horrific well okay after after
1: death though like
0: well it, not- it didn't specify <laughs> well, that's- scared me <laughs> i mean it could it really could be i don't know it didn't really go into that like i'm an
1: advocate of doing yoga like while you're alive while i'm alive like so what are you advocating okay autopsies though go yeah ahead.
0: Go ahead. uh go herman ahead. would treat clara violently according to their housemates so in well not 1994 but 1894 way to go rachel yes. um in 1894 she moved back to new hampshire leaving him behind. She wrote later that she knew little of him once she had left. Okay. This motherfucker married so many different people. He was Dude. like he would just marry people and was not divorced from the other people. Oh. Yeah, it's it's really fucked up how he got away with all the stuff that he did. But he was I know, like you could do that. He was a con man. So Wow. Did he like change his name and shit? We get there in a minute. Okay. He had a lot of different names that he used but okay he moved around uh settling in i think this is moore's forks but it looks like moore's forks and i prefer moore's because i think that's great um (laughs) moore's forks new york for a time until a rumor was spread that he had been seen with a little boy who disappeared he left town quickly after claiming that the boy went back to his hometown in massachusetts and they didn't investigate him oh good yeah
1: That's, this is like when kids had no rights, so.
0: Yeah, yep. Um, Herman then moved to Philadelphia, working at Norristown State Hospital, but quit after a few days. He then worked at a drugstore, but a boy died after purchasing medicine from him. He denied any (sighs) involvement and quickly left the city. It seemed that death followed him everywhere. So before he moved on, Herman Webster Mudgett changed his name to one that would go down in history as America's first serial killer henry howard holmes
1: oh snap so So he was kind of like he was like an angel of death yeah
0: it just seemed like everywhere he went death followed him but it's because you know it's assumed that he was the one like yeah
1: well yeah isn't that what they call people like oh like in the care yeah
0: yeah like nurses that kill their patients and stuff yeah yeah
1: Yeah, nurses doctors like anyone who's kind of like in charge of like preserving
0: life that just doesn't yeah yes so that just like kind of does the opposite well and i think a lot of them like i i love uh deadliest women or deadly women mm-hmm. on id and they they have yeah. a whole episode on angels of death and it's really good and they just talk about like the reasons behind it so oh yeah my favorite
1: <laughs> murder is a lot about them yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's like it's kind of like munchausen's by
0: proxy to me right it's that attention bit. that you get
1: Yeah, and, like, just the feeling, kind of, that you, like, hold someone's life in your hands. It's really dark.
0: Yeah. It's fucked up. Yep. The city of Chicago was rebuilding from the Great Fire that had ravaged its streets in 1871. H.H. Holmes arrived there in August of 1886, while the economy was booming and real estate was being invested in. Holmes secured a job at Elizabeth S. Holton's drugstore. Dr. Holton was a Michigan alumni, only a few years older than Holmes though many stories portray him as an old man. There are many rumors that Holmes killed old man Holton, bought the store from his wife, and killed her too. But that's all a myth. Hmm. Holton and his wife actually remained in Englewood throughout Holmes' life and had sold him the store willingly because he was a hard worker and they were done with the store. So, I talk about this a little bit later. While I was doing this... H.H. H. Holmes, like I said, is, like, my favorite, and while I was doing this, I would start researching and find little tidbits like that of things that I had known to be true that were not true, so I had always thought that he had killed that guy, swindled the wife into selling him the store, signing it over to him, and then she went missing and was never heard from again, and that was not the truth.
1: <laughs> See, I do wonder, though, like, because... A lot of times, like myths and rumors, don't start out of like completely nothing. I'm
0: gonna explain what it came from, okay? Because I found okay. some detailed information about why why the myths and rumors spread.
1: Yeah, because it's like he must. There's has to be some kind of reason. Like this guy was like everyone thought he was like a fucking scary. Yeah, dude. it's
0: gonna it's gonna make sense. So. Uh, Holmes purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore and started to build a two-story building in 1887, which the neighborhood dubbed the Castle. Apartments were on the second floor and retail spaces, including a new drugstore, were built on the first. He attracted investors by stating he was building a hotel on the third floor to be used during the World's Columbian Exposition. The fair was supposed to attract millions of people from all over the world, and he saw it as an opportunity because many would be looking for lodging. The hotel portion was never fully completed and Holmes refused to pay architects and steel suppliers who later sued him for the costs of building the castle. He just didn't want to pay them? Dude was a fucking con man. Like, uh, Yeah, I guess I should stop being surprised. Yeah, no, like that is that is what he was. Yes, he killed a bunch of people, but he was more a con man than anything else. Yeah, okay. Um. So... Holmes was the architect for his building, never letting contractors or investors see the full designs. Some rooms were supposedly soundproofed. Some hallways turned into mazes that went nowhere. Rooms were fixed with gas pipes so that he could asphyxiate guests. And some rooms were fitted with chutes, which I'd like to point out, that's not that uncommon at the time. Laundry chutes are a thing and they go to the yeah. basement, but they made it this- Oh, I'm
1: really concerned about that. Yeah,
0: well, they made it out this big thing like it was Sweeney Todd. Like there was like a, a body chute to the basement, you know? Oh, no, no. So... I actually really dig laundry yeah. shoots. I think they're, cool. they're fantastic. So many stories exaggerate what the building was actually like. There's no way to tell if there were truly torture chambers or gas rooms. Supposedly, Holmes had acid vats and quicklime and a crematorium in the basement to dispose of the victims' bodies. Again, there's no way. They're going off of, you know, the stories that have been passed down.
1: Yeah, and that, yeah, it's like, awesome. yeah.
0: Um, All of Holmes' employees, hotel guests, fiancés, and wives were required to have life insurance policies. Holmes paid for those policies as long as he was listed as the beneficiary supposedly oh, many of his employees or guests would disappear and never be heard from again there are rumors of holmes dissecting his victims and selling their bodies to schools and doctors offices so he'd like strip down the boat like the bodies to the bone rebuild the skeletons and sell them because of his medical connections
1: he was like a um almost like a grave digger kind
0: <clears throat> yeah. of. yeah like yep wow now is that true no way to tell. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, it's been said that Holmes could have killed as many as 200 people. But again, that's just a rumor or a myth that was actually started with a book that was published in 1940 called Gem of the Prairie. Uh, when people saw that number, they took it and ran with it because how fucking terrifying that some dude built a murder castle and killed 200 people. It just makes for great journalism.
1: Yeah, it does for sure.
0: Um all of the stories about homes are likely products of what historians and um, other people call yellow journalism. Mm-hmm. That's the practice of making up stories or exaggerating them to sell papers. The practice flourished in the 18, um, 1880s. So that's where a lot of these stories and myths come from.
1: <coughs> Fox News. Yep. Sorry.
0: yep, yep.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I just had to clear my Yeah, phone. yeah,
0: totally fine. Um, and people today take these headlines that have been published in books over and over again from all these past journal articles, um, and they believe them to be fact when they were likely made up, uh, as sensationalism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I can't lie. This really bummed me out because he's one of my favorite serial killers. So finding this out while I was researching this sort of like crushed me. <laughs> Not yeah, you're kind of like, yeah. 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 Um, and then I started what like I started to watch documentaries on him that I had loved and watched so many times and called bullshit on so much stuff. So it just kind of like I don't know, it just kind of ruined a lot of this for me. <laughs> so
1: what what sources like clear like said <clears throat> that it's re- it's
0: really like a lot of untruth. Um, actually, one of the people who wrote one of the books with most of the untruths <laughs> came back and was like, "Yeah, I realized that I actually helped perpetuate half of these myths." Uh, oh well
1: good job. But
0: at least he came back, you know what I mean, and said it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, some research on the
1: front end would have been nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah ab- absolutely. Um, but he definitely did murder people and he definitely did commit a shit ton of fraud. Uh um, okay. he was a con man to the bone. That was like his the life insurance schemes, that was his like money making scandal. Like that is how he got by. Wow. Um, <clears throat> he was also mentally ill um and he even exact <laughs> no well i mean mentally ill to the point of like he admitted to killing more people than he actually did oh shit um, he admitted to killing 27 people at one point but several of those people that he claimed he killed were still alive and well oh that's like some sociopathic shit. yes so like you just
1: like want it's like you just like want glory or something
0: yeah so that's why like a lot of it's just really hard to know what's true and what's not because back then they took the stories and ran with them and made them way more you know interesting than they really were
1: Well, and he's also just
0: fucking right he didn't help because he helped make those myths (laughs) right so um The problem with these myths of people disappearing and murders he didn't commit is the fact that it leaves those he truly did kill in the shadows. Because we're so busy speculating on the ways he tortured and killed people in his murder castle uh, and the way that the media portrays him.
1: Like you're not focused on the real crimes that he committed. You're you're
0: worried about how, you know, how he killed all these people. And there's actually, they never found any bodies there at the murder castle.
1: Nope. Okay.
0: The bodies, you know, that they did find were elsewhere. So there's no proof that he even actually killed anybody in that building.
1: Oh, but they were like, so, fu- oh, that's a bummer. <clears throat>
0: yeah. So, but there were all these supposed rooms and stuff. You know, It just, it's, it's very weird.
1: It was almost like he used, I wonder if he did like consciously use that as some kind of distraction. Yeah. And
0: I don't know if he, I think that some of that rumor was spread by police officers who went in, you know what I mean? And said what they saw and it wasn't real, you know. Um, when they investigated
1: like any of that about the structure of the house like i wonder if it was true and it was just meant to like throw people off
0: yeah so i do want to talk about the people that it is suspected that he truly did kill and that there's some evidence of
1: okay
0: two of the earliest murders he likely committed were julia connor and her six-year-old daughter pearl Oh. Holmes had an affair with Julia who was the wife of one of his employees she got involved in his business scheme so she knew about like the life insurance fraud and all that kind of stuff oh Julia you dirty bird yep. so he denied killing her for most of his life but then he retracted and said that he accidentally killed her while performing an abortion oh god yeah so it's not clear whatever actually happened to her or her daughter Pearl but they were never seen alive again Uh, He may have also killed Emmeline Sigrand, Minnie, and Nanny. Sometimes she's written as Annie, so I'm not sure if her name is Nanny or Annie uh, Williams. Emmeline and Minnie had personal and business relationships with Holmes, so he likely had insurance policies on them when they disappeared. Emmeline worked at the hotel in May of 1889 and disappeared in December. Minnie was an actress who moved to Chicago and was offered a job by Holmes to be his personal stenographer. Uh, he convinced her to transfer the deed of her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to someone named Alexander Bond, which was one of his uh, aliases. Oh, yeah.
1: little bastard. Yeah.
0: It's crazy how he actually got caught. And I don't go into th- to that because I just got so disheartened when I found out half this was bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, Benjamin Peitzel was his accomplice for many of the scams he ran. Peitzel was a carpenter with a criminal past, and they became fast friends. Holmes used him for scams, and Holmes scammed him into agreeing to fake his own death for a $10,000 life insurance policy. Instead of going through with the plan of him being killed and disfigured in a lab explosion and his body being replaced with a cadaver, so essentially they were going to say he he died and then they were going to replace him with a cadaver and he'd go into hiding. Yeah, him. they were like, fake death. Yeah. oh my God. Holmes killed him by knocking him uncom- unconscious with chloroform and setting his body on fire with benzene. Wow. Yep. I guess he didn't feel That's like- going out with a bang. I guess he didn't feel like finding a, da- a cadaver that would match him. <laughs> And he's like, ah, no, too much work. Yep. <laughs> Peitzel's wife didn't suspect Holmes of killing him and believed he truly was hiding out somewhere for their scheme. She was later manipulated into allowing three of her five children, Alice, Nellie, and Howard, to be in Holmes's care. He killed oh, no. them and lied to her about where they were. Uh, so he kind of, like, traveled the country with her and, like, he told her it was, like, some plan to eventually meet up with uh, Benjamin so at some points, they were traveling, like, in the same state, practically side by side and didn't even know. Wow. And, uh, but he killed the kids. He claimed to have locked the two girls in a trunk and asphyxiated them with gas and then buried their bodies in the basement of a home in Toronto. Uh, their bodies were eventually discovered. And he took the boy to Indianapolis, where he rented a cottage and killed him. They found his teeth and bits of bone in the home's chimney. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holmes was eventually apprehended for a whole different crime and then it spiraled and he was put on trial for killing Benjamin Peitzel. He was paid uh, $7,500, which is the equivalent of $230,000 today, to confess to a Mm. local paper where he said he killed 27 people in Chicago and had attempted six other murders but failed. Um, Again, some of the people he claimed to have killed were still alive and well. And I think that he perpetuated these claims because he was getting paid, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. If
0: he only tells them certain bits, then they're not going to pay him as well. And the more juicy gossip he gives them, the more he the, gets right, paid. The
1: juicier it is. Oh, yeah. That's so, like, that's so telling about how, um, like, journalism was back then. Yeah, and
0: he it also shows that he was driven by money. That was, you know, that was his his drive to do a lot of the shit was money. <laughs> mm. So, I mean, cause you think about it, all the life insurance policies, all, you know, all of that. It, it's, there's always some aspect of money. And I guarantee that he had life insurance policies on those three kids too. Probably.
1: I, I feel like even beneath the money though, it's, it's more like power. Oh, and I'm,
0: I'm absolutely sure that that is a major aspect of it, but the money is like a lot That's of the his, root, you know? Yeah wow so um he was a charming man and had managed to manipulate and swindle people his whole life he was found guilty and sentenced to death in october of 1895 he initially claimed innocence then said he was possessed by satan (laughs) while writing confessions in prison he said that even his facial appearance was changing to look more satanic
1: oh my god no you just need to eat something
0: yeah (laughs) it and it just shows how badly you know his mental illness spiraled as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was um he and he had like delusions of grandeur it sounded like. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh on May 7th, 1896, he was hanged at Moyamensing Prison, which <clears throat> is in Philadelphia. Uh when he was hanged, his neck did not snap. Instead, he strangled to death slowly. He twitched for over fifteen minutes before being pronounced dead.
1: Oh God. Yeah.
0: Uh the castle was gutted by a fire in August of eighteen ninety five, but it still stood, like the actual structure stood, and was used as a post office until nineteen thirty eight when it was finally torn down. Allegations that Holmes had somehow faked his own execution ran rampant. Rumors that he was
1: Come on <laughs> Yeah. It's a public hanging. Yeah,
0: but they thought that he had somehow gotten somebody else to hang for him,
1: like like a body double yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, uh, there were also rumors that he was actually Jack the Ripper. Um, hmm. And that's
1: a hot take. Yeah, I
0: guess a lot of it, like the timelines, coincided. So um, that's
1: really interesting. Yeah.
0: So in 2017, Jeff Mudgett, who is Holmes's great great grandson wanted to find out for sure if it was really Holmes buried at the Yeadon Cemetery after his hanging. There is a TV show called American Ripper and it was created uh, to find out the truth about whose body was in the grave. And of course they don't reveal anything until like the last 40 seconds of the entire series. Um, But... Anthropologists from the University of Pennsylvania exhumed bones from the grave site and did DNA testing to confirm that the body in the grave was at least related to Jeff Mudgett, so therefore related to H.H. Holmes, Mm -hmm. but they'll never be able to determine for sure that it actually is Holmes. Um, Dental records and DNA testing do show a conclusive link to Jeff Mudgett, though. Okay, so... So... I mean, it's... Pretty it's pretty likely unless he somehow got some family member to hang for him
1: yeah um
0: but it's not i mean i can't see that happening um so yeah that's where the dna comes in very very end of the story sorry that was a little anticlimactic but i lost some steam when i realized this was all bullshit
1: <laughs> no i still think that's a really fascinating story though because i think it paints like a really cool picture of how the time was like Because isn't that kind of when journalism even, like, became a thing?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, like, when it it started to... Well, and then I, like, looked up the origin of the term yellow journalism because it just sounded weird to me, and it comes from...
1: I've heard that. Yeah, Yeah. it comes
0: from a comic of a little boy standing on a street corner selling newspaper articles, and he's all dressed in yellow. And, like, I guess the newspapers are, like, outlandish newspapers. Mm -hmm. So that's where the term came from. But this I found this because I was just googling like some of my favorite like criminal stories and stuff, and i I'm honestly shocked that they allowed him to inter uh their his grave and bring him up um He was like encased in cement by the way, because h h Holmes oh. was terrified that somebody would rob his grave when he died.
1: Oh my God, so
0: he had specific guidelines for how he was to be buried um and they actually followed those guidelines so that his grave wouldn't be robbed wow so yeah it was very difficult i guess to get his body out and i also am shocked that they allowed it for this tv show even though it is his family member requesting it because john dillinger's family just tried to petition to dig up his grave as well exhume his body to do dna testing because the rumors that it wasn't really john dillinger who was buried there like it was mm-hmm. a body double and they want to know for sure if it really is john dillinger there and i believe it's the state of indiana told them absolutely not leave his grave alone you're not digging him up again
1: well is it because this was for a tv show is that why? i think
0: theirs was going to be for a tv show too it was going to be like a History oh. Channel documentary so
1: wait and we're talking about the same state no
0: no different states but like it's just the premise of it at all you know what i mean like
1: yeah it must be like maybe it's like a state thing yeah
0: i mean it's still it's their family member if they want to dig him up i mean that's true to make sure that that's who it is that feels like it's their right it should be their right yeah Yeah, i I can see that so i was like real bummed out because that would be a really cool story to cover
1: that would be an
0: awesome story to cover like my dog is named dillinger for a reason so, I fucking love John Dillinger and like reading about every story with him, so I'd love to see them do that but yeah, so that's my story for the week um with just that was good
1: i like i really i thoroughly enjoyed that I like
0: historical shit like that yeah i I do too I'm just so really bummed out, <laughs> so yeah, but I mean you know and it sounds horrible that I'm bummed out that he didn't actually kill all these people that they say he killed because I don't want those people to have died like don't get me wrong I guess I'm bummed out that like his true story wasn't told
1: that and like I think it's like a major bummer when you think you know like so much about this oh, historical yeah. thing yeah. and then you come to find out that like you don't (laughs) yeah i
0: i know jack shit and i'm like what the fuck everything i everything i know is a lie yeah (laughs) so yeah
1: no i because i'm i'm kind of that way it's this is like this feels cliche but like i'm kind of that way with ted bundy like i just find that whole story really fascinating and if it if tomorrow they were like oh none of it was true i'd be like what like (laughs) yeah Because that just kind of derails, like, and it derails, like, any justice that you think might have been served, and it just, I get it. Yeah. I get that.
0: Absolutely. You, you are not one of the people who finds Ted Bundy attractive, correct? Um, okay. Becky.
1: That pause. (laughs) Listen, I can, he's too fucking creepy to me. Yeah,
0: okay. All right.
1: Like, I can't, I can see how he was, like, handsome, especially for that time but i can see that i mean he had like but he's too fucking creepy like there's no i there's no way i could like
0: separate the two i think he was just like a typical white dude
1: he yeah i mean there there wasn't it was just sort of like he was just very vanilla but i think at that time he had like dark curly hair he was yeah like, that
0: weird like sinewy body yeah that, that was, was like the exactly the that type. was like all the way yeah
1: in the 70s but like he also had a fucking unibrow
0: he um, yeah he is the fucking seal from finding nemo i <laughs> it is what it is i just wasn't sure
1: but i think he was that time's like honk or some shit yeah
0: it's just yeah it's gross but then i feel gross because i i told you this earlier looking looking at old-timey pictures of hh H. holmes i think he was very handsome and i could see how he could swindle women and trick them
1: yeah that's what I that's all i'm saying about bundy is yeah. that, like i could i could see that and he was also just like a charismatic sociopath yeah. so people thought that and, and he was well educated and i could see like i've been in a relationship before with that kind of person where you're like just like very tip of gaslighting sociopathic Ugh, shit yeah So I could see his, like, allure, but he's too creepy, and he has crazy
0: eyes, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then again, I look at, like, old pictures of Manson, too, and I'm like, who the fuck fell for that? Like, (laughs) I don't... (laughs) Different time, I guess.
1: Manson, that was a different fucking breed. He was... I don't know. He was just out of his mind. I feel like
0: most cult leaders, you look at them and you're just like, how did anyone fall for your bullshit?
1: it is it is really hard to understand fucking
0: david koresh too like i just (sighs) okay sorry
1: well and i've also always like really resisted any kind of like group um like i i find i'm sorry then we're probably gonna like lose fans i'm just saying personal opinion i find sororities and
0: fraternities creepy they're kind of culty but i also find church culty too
1: Well, yeah. No, seriously. Like church, church can be called tea. Like I don't, I really resist like anything that's like where you feel brainwashed. Yeah. Mm No, but people, some people though, like really respond to that. Like that makes them, you know, support groups, like even AA, NA can be like that sense of community that people really need. But I think there's such a fine line.
0: There is a very fine line. I just, and and I'm not saying like, like, I think that's great if people do have like a sorority or, you know, and that's, that's how they find, that's how they get through college. And they, you know, like, great. You found that sense of community. You found your family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like, depending on if you, how much you respond to that, it can also go the other way. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: And I, I've always just found that very creepy. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those I'm just not a person that responds well to that. Some people do.
0: Yeah, I can't, like, anytime I have to go to a church service for, like, anything, um, like a funeral or, you know, I'm the worst person at those things. So I'm just like, I feel like I'm a cult. This is real culty right now. Why is this so culty? Ooh, everyone's chanting. Why are you all singing? What is going on?
1: Uh, yeah. Or then, I mean, like,
0: it's, ooh, that's a little I mean, witchcrafty. How do you not see that that's not a pagan tradition, Like <laughs>
1: oh yeah i mean that's that's just like funny irony yeah
0: so yeah um i just don't i mean i guess it's who they preyed on but i just like when i look at them and you hear the stories of like people who survived the cult and they're like he was so dreamy and i'm like what part of him because i don't as personality i guess it had to be
1: <laughs> Ew, that's saying something, yeah like
0: <laughs> i just don't i don't get it but yeah i don't do you have a padded room do you have anything else? <laughs>
1: Um, I do have something i mean, what I'm going to share for padded room is like a little bit vague. Um, but I just like recently, I don't, I don't utilize social media sometimes for like all the good that it can be utilized for. Yeah. Um, and I was searching on Instagram for like this certain tag and it's, it's related to just like a problem that I face that I'm not comfortable like sharing right now, yeah. but Um, I was searching for the tag and I just saw like so many people that like deal with the same thing. And it was, and this is so like obvious, but it was so comforting
0: and it was like,
1: and it, it just like supported me so much. I'm basically trying to break like a bad habit. You can probably fill in the blanks here. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm basically trying to break like a bad habit and I just have always felt really isolated with it. But then when I looked this up and I saw that like there are like actual like, organizations that help you with this I'm like holy shit like I don't have to feel so isolated and that really helps
0: yeah you don't you don't have to feel alone and that's like very helpful when you're trying to with really anything not even breaking a bad habit just like any trauma you've experienced any you know just knowing there are other people out there who have gone through what you're you've gone through or you're going through is very helpful
1: yeah, and, like, for the longest time, I just felt like I did, that didn't even ever cross my mind, and I don't know why, because I like to think of myself as intelligent, but I just didn't. Um, well, I mean, I
0: don't so, think that says anything about your intelligence. I just think that
1: it... Like, I just wasn't
0: ready, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's it's mine. Just, like, try that if that helps you.
0: Fine, yeah, find yeah. other people to sh- that share the experiences that you have, and maybe it'll help you.
1: Yes, exactly. And don't, like, watch your autocorrect when you say pray to the puppy gods. It doesn't autocorrect to dies. That's my hot one.
0: That's a That's a really good one.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I learned it Learned it
0: through experience. Yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> very interesting experience to learn it from. Yeah, um, how about you? Do <clears throat> you have anything? I honestly have just been so down in the dumps, it's very hard for me to find anything positive right now.
1: That's fine. um,
0: I am very much trying uh my one of my absolute least favorite holidays is coming up this weekend um yes, so that is very difficult for me um so yeah, I think I am actually just going to take the um take the out and tell you about an animal that you don't know about. go for it um I have two for you, the first okay. one is a potu bird. Please Google that. How do you spell it? P-O-T-O-O. Oh. (laughs) Its eyes are amazing. And I love it very much. Um, And I feel like a lot of you will love it a whole lot because it's very cute. Why am
1: I not finding it? Oh, wait, like his eyes are yellow? Yeah,
0: they're like really big and goofy looking
1: yeah i'm not finding a really good picture of it
0: oh like. all right i got i'll send you one. oh wait no i just did, did, I just did. okay yeah
1: oh my god they're like
0: isn't it amazing
1: <laughs> they're like bulgy yeah kind of. yeah it
0: looks very shocked all the time oh i lied okay, those they look fake i lied i'm gonna give you three um okay the next one is a flapjack octopus like pancake yep. flapjack yes where do you come up with this shit? Oh my god!
1: Oh, it's so cute. Isn't Wait, it... that looks like the one from. That looks like the one from Finding Nemo. Yeah,
0: very similar. Yeah. Isn't it cute? It's really cute. I, oh, I can't oh, believe you have so asked cute. me where I come up with this. As if I don't spend my entire life online googling adorable fucking animals. <laughs> I mean, you know, a stupid
1: question. Oh my god, this one
0: has like little ears. Mm-hmm. They almost look like little bunny ears. Um, and then wow. next one. Is a southern Pudu fawn. So it's P-U-D-U and then fawn like a deer, F-A-W-N.
1: Oh my goodness, it looks like a little puppy. That's a
0: forest puppy. That's so cute. Yeah, it's very, very cute. They're like kind of chubby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love them.
1: Oh my god, the baby ones are so cute.
0: I mean, I can go on for days. There's, There's a baby elephant shrew. Their noses are the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Let
1: me see. Oh my God, they're little tongues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But their oh, noses wow. like stick straight up sometimes or they stick out and like they're really good. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a bat that looks like a cotton ball and it's pretty great. Um maybe this is the kind of bat it's not, but like it almost makes me think of Anastasia. It's a fluffy Honduran white bat. Let
1: me see.
0: Type in baby too. Oh it looks like a cotton ball. He really does. Oh, my God. (laughs) So when everything is super, super, super negative and you just can't come up with something great to talk about. um, Oh, my God.
1: This has the funniest little, like, face. Yeah. Just
0: Google (laughs) rare but cute animals and you'll come up with a ton of things that will make you smile.
1: Oh, my God. I bet there's probably an
0: Instagram account for rare but cute animals. If there's not, I should make one. You definitely should. Um, but yeah, so that's... We can also post some of these. Yeah, I can do that. That's easy. I mean, I kind of like my animal corner when I don't have anything positive going on. So I like it. Yeah. It, it gives you something nice to look at. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else we need to go over. Um, Check out the website. It is up and running. com. Um... I have ordered t-shirts and stickers. Um, I'm going to be doing a giveaway on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to do a contest uh, so that I can send out some stickers to some people. Um, and I will have some t-shirts available as well.
1: Yay. I'm um,
0: very excited for those. And yeah, um, also working on a, a Patreon um so that we can bring you some more content um just like special content bonus content um yeah anything else you can think of
1: (laughs) um no just like submit more more stories for us to do yeah
0: just even just say hi we love whenever we hear from
1: people yeah or like or like a suggestion like if you want us to look into something because i have to i have to go next week and sometimes i'm just like my creative juices just don't flow. Yep. Absolutely. And I want to find like a cool one that makes me excited.
0: Yeah. So send us some stuff. Cause we want to do, uh, stuff that you want us to hear. I know we have, uh, two suggestions that we can do. Um, so we will get on those. Um, I'll do one of those next time. Yeah. That's what, I'll do. yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, this was Chardonnay and DNA a little, little slow today. Sorry. <laughs> um, but get in touch with us, and uh, we will be back next Monday at nine AM for you.
1: Yep. Oh, wait, we didn't say email and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Chardonnay oh. and DNA at gmail dot com. Chardonnay and DNA on Instagram. Chardonnay and signed DNA on Facebook. Um. Yeah. Stay home, wash your hands. Unless you're allowed to go out, then I guess do that. But be careful or whatever. Yeah. The world is a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Enjoy the hellscape. Yep. So bye. Bye. Bye.